This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. God in the highest. Come on, come on, come on. Would you do me a favor and set your mind and set your heart and believe you see it. Stop and think about what you need. Think about it so much till you can really see it. And when you see it, sink your teeth into it and grab it and latch onto it with your faith. And do not let go in Jesus' name. With bulldog tenacity in Jesus' name and by his blood. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and wave them in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Come on, let's make the devil mad and make Jesus glad and say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a doer, not just a hearer. And my life is the better after having heard the word of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's pray. Holy Father, in the matchless, most holy name of Jesus Christ, I set myself in agreement with the prayer that I've already prayed. I believe to receive the results that you have in mind for these, your people. I decrease that you may increase none of me and all of you. And for this, I give you glory, honor, praise, and worship in Jesus' name and by his blood. If you agree with that prayer, would you shout amen? Amen, amen, and amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Yeah, ready, go. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One more time. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When is faith? Faith is always now. Faith is always in the present tense. If it is not now, then it's not faith. Would you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Would you shout I receive receive. and have your seat. Today for the next few moments that I have, I just have a simple thought that I want to release today over your life. And that thought is a better way to pray. A better way to pray. I started off with a topic, and I thought it was a very cutting-edge topic, but then when I thought about it, it sounded a little, a tiny bit religious, and sometimes we have to take the religiousness out of things so that we can get to just the pure, the pureness of God's word. My initial topic was the practice of prevailing prayer, the practice of prevailing prayer, but that's a little wordy, isn't it? How about just a better way to pray? We just need a better way to pray, and we've got to do it. Are you listening to me? A better way to pray. Let me read a scripture in your hearing. I think I wrote it down in the Moffat translation, because when I go to these different translations, I'm telling you that thing opens it up so widely to me that I just have so much revelation, I can hardly stand myself. So I'm looking to see if I remember to save it as I was cutting and pasting and doing my lesson today. Let's see if I got it cut and paste today. If not, then we'll just go with what I have written down. I'm going to go with what I have written down. I was, re- I was reading Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18 in the Moffat 
translation, M-O-F-F-A-T. So if you have an opportunity to look that up, go back and look that up today in Jesus' name. But we know that we've came through the series of the whole armor of God, and we spent several weeks on the full, the complete armor of God. So I ask today that they would bring, if not everything, to bring pieces of the armor back out so that we can remind ourselves of the lesson that we've just come through. I want you to get a revelation that I'm not just preaching sermon, sermon, sermon. All of these things are supposed to loop together. The word is ministered from the Bible, line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. It's never choppy. Here's a lesson, here's a lesson, here's a lesson. We're supposed to pull all, extract all of the principles from this lesson and carry it into this next lesson on prayer. Are you listening to me? As we begin to talk about this full armor of God, we learned in James chapter 5 and verse 16, the B portion says, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. In the Amplified Translation, it says, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. So as we go back to our lesson on the full armor of God, let us not forget all of the principles that we learned concerning, concerning every single solitary piece of the armor. I put on the full armor, the complete set of armor, seven pieces to this armor so that I have the tools necessary to be successful in any situation in my life that I may find myself in. Are you listening to me? A week or so ago, I taught a lesson concerning the mystery of missing prayer. The mystery of the missing prayer prayer because oftentimes we think about things over and over again. We have the intention to pray about it. We feel compassionate about it. But if we've not literally done it, it is not prayer and we cannot expect a answer to a prayer that we have never prayed. I'm still talking about a better way to pray. Prevailing prayer, as it were, comes from the word prevail. Prevail means to prove that you're superior in strength, to succeed or to become dominant or to win out. If you're never challenged, you don't have to prevail. Prevail comes when you're challenged. Oftentimes we're challenged to pray. It's not that we don't want to pray or don't have a mindset to pray, and it's not always that we're forgetful to pray. Oftentimes we're challenged to pray, and we succumb to the challenge. Are you listening to me? Prayer, here's a Pastor Andrea definition, is the greatest, most dynamic expression and privilege. Prayer is a privilege. I don't have to pray. I get to pray. I get to pray, and I'm excited about my opportunities to pray. It's the most dynamic expression and privilege to partner with God, to get his plan or his will, his promises, and his purposes into the earthly realm. 
So since I'm on earth and he's in heaven, I'm partnering with him to get his will done in the earthly realm. So this is how we accomplish this. We do this when we have an intentional, an intentional, intimate conversation with God. An intentional, intimate conversation with God based on the word of God. It's not a complain session. Let's get a revelation. Prayer is not a complain session. My husband been getting on my nerve. He do this, he do that, he do... Then we lay down 15 things of complaints and then say, now bless him. It's not a complain session because God already knows. So I don't pray the problem, I pray the promise. I have to go to the word of God. I have to find the promise. This is where my work comes in. Now, we don't always feel like going to the word and find the scripture to stand by. So how can you have faith without the word of God? So we're trying to have faith without a word. Remember, we've got to gird our loins with the truth of the word of God. The loin belt was the most important part of the armor. Remember, the loin belt hold everything together. When you feel like you're falling apart, the loin belt from the word of God, which represents the truth of the word of God, is what holds you together. We all have difficulties and complications in various parts of our lives. And if we're not careful, we'll allow the enemy to make us believe that we're losing our mind, we're losing our family, we're losing our health and all of that is a bold-faced lie but I've got to gird my waist with the truth which is the word of God and remember the loin belt holds everything else together the word of God holds everything else together often we're worn out because we're trying to hold it together instead of letting the truth of the word of God hold everything together. Am I making faith? When I partner with God based upon the truth of the word of God, then his will is done in the earth as it is in heaven. So I have to get in the word. I have to find the place where it is written. I've got to stand on the word. When I do that, that is how my faith comes. How can I have faith if I don't have the word? It doesn't make any sense. What am I having faith in if I don't have the word? I'm trying to have faith. You keep trying to have faith because you haven't gotten the word. We have to have a word from God from the Holy Bible. And at the point of revelation, when I see it written in the word of God, my faith then is released. I told the story years ago. I suffered insomnia. I would be exhausted, and I literally could not sleep. So I would just be walking around tired all the time because I did not get proper sleep. Then I messed around, and I actually stumbled on the Word of God where it says he gives his beloved sweet rest. I've been snoring and drooling ever since. Because I got a revelation. This is God's will for my life. God's will is not for me walking around like a zombie, exhausted, can't even think straight because I'm so tired. The will of God was for me to get sweet rest. When I found in the word of God that God's will is for me to get sleep rest, 
automatically my faith is released because my faith is released when revelation to the word of God comes. When I understand that that's God's will for my life, faith is released. The reason why we're struggling with faith is because we don't have a word to stand on or a leg to stand on. So we become weakened. We have to have these intimate conversations with God based upon the word of God, the truth of the word of God. And this only comes by reading the word, by learning, coming and studying the word of God, by understanding the word. What does this mean to me? We can have a whole bunch of scriptures memorized, but what does it mean to me? Knowing and accepting, listen, and adhering and obeying the word of God. When I understand I adhere, I receive, and I obey the word of God, which is the Bible. Revelation comes and my faith is released. Are you listening to me? When we get a revelation from God on what his will is, automatically my faith is released. Are you getting a revelation right here? And practice means to habitually perform something i got to make it a practice. I've got to pursue it as a profession. I've got to repetitiously do it until I acquire the perfected skill. I remember trying to learn how to make scratch cornbread. I asked my mama and my grandma how to do it. They're talking about a pinch of this and a dash of this, and I'm like, that's over my head. I didn't get it. So I kept trying to make it, and I call myself putting a pinch. This is a pinch to me, and they, just, they didn't measure nothing. How you going to make scratch cornbread? You don't measure nothing? Then I got to try to learn how to make it, and I can't ma- I, So I kept practicing it. Can, I cannot tell you how many pans of cornbread went in that garbage can. <laughs> but I made a decision. I was not going to stop until I perfected this recipe which meant I had to keep practicing, and I had to keep practicing. Now, once I got the skill, I didn't stop. I kept on going. Are you listening to me? Then I added some other little things to give it a little flair. Sometimes I add corn to it to really make it cornbread. Have corn. I added more to it, but I never stopped learning. Just because I got it and I got a revelation doesn't mean that I stopped. Am I making faith? to anybody. I'm still talking about a better way to pray. Oftentimes we make prayer seem so complicated and it is so lofty and it's so eloquent and it's it's beyond our purview, it's beyond our scope of understanding when all it is is God just wants to have a conversation with his son and his daughter. He wants to have a heartfelt conversation eyeball to eyeball. He wants you to get him. And he wants to get you. You're the apple of his eye. He just wants to be the apple of your eye. And the only way that that could be accomplished is when we're in the word of God. Am I making faith to anybody? We learned that Publius or Publius, Flavius, Vegetus, Renatus, the military expert, Roman military expert said, in war, discipline was superior to strength. Remember we learned that? This whole armor is based upon the Roman soldiers because we know that they were the elite. They were the elite of the elite. They were unbeatable. Their technology was cutting edge. Their weaponry was cutting edge. Their whole armor was 100% custom made for their body size, their height, their weight, so that they could bear up under the armor. It was a 100% custom made suit from the head 
all the way down to the feet. Even the greaves were measured so that the shin places from the bottom of their feet to the shin would keep them from getting kicked in the knee and buckle at the knee to their knee and then the enemy behead them. Even the helmet, the way that it was designed, it came down over their jawbone to protect your mouth so that you could say the right thing. Even the uh, breastplate of righteousness, it just wasn't on the front, it was on the back to cover all of your major organs. I could go on and on and on. It was custom made for each and every soldier. And they practiced in the full armor every single day. They practiced, practiced, practiced. They practiced as if they were in war every day. So even in times of peace, they practiced as if they were in war. So when and if war came, they were able, it was nothing to them. They could outlast their enemies. The enemy would poop out way before they would. Are you listening to me? We put on the full armor of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. This is talking about everything that we need to wield the wind in every situation. We learned that Abraham Lincoln said, discipline is is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Because some things that I can have now really ain't what I want most. Has anybody ever done that before? You really have a taste for something, but you get the quick stuff. I had a McDonald's cheeseburger the other day. When I tell you my whole car was reeking, I was like, oh, my God, am I I really eating this? My whole car smelled like garbage. I mean, I'm sorry to the McDonald's corporation. I'm just telling the truth. I didn't really want the hamburger anyway. But I just got what I could get right then, and it was, I hate to say it, I'm not dogging McDonald's. McDonald's probably has really good food. What I had smelled like dog food. It smelled like garbage. And it really wasn't what I really wanted, but it was what I could get at the moment. You've got to choose between what you could get now and what you want most. Are you listening to me? We remember that F.B. Myers said the greatest tragedy in life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. It's not that we don't want to pray. We did not pray. John Bunyan said, prayer will make a man cease from sin, but sin will make a man cease from prayer. And Pastor Andy said it this way, just because you meant to, you desired to, you wanted to, you could have, should have, and would have, or just because you thought about it, or you obsessed over it, did not make it Prayer. Let me walk through this um, Francois Fénelon's uh, quote, and I, I paraphrased a lot of it just because it was kind of wordy to me, and this made it make sense for me. He said, nothing is more essential yet more neglected than prayer. This is the part I paraphrased. He went on to say that people consider prayer fatiguing. Tiring. So tiring to have to pray. Because often we think we have to have long, long sentences and long, drawn out, eloquent words. When I heard somebody say the best and most effective prayer is, Lord, help. Help. Amen. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out, it has to be heartfelt. So because people consider prayer as fatiguing, they feel justified in cutting it short, cutting it down, cutting it off 
and cutting it out. But even those that pray, listen, they pray with a lack of spirit and a lack of interest. They pray weakly and stagnated. They pray with listlessness, with their minds wandering off. I know I couldn't be the only person that knelt down to pray to God and then my thoughts took me somewhere else. I got distracted, the phone rang, I looked at texts. Are you listening to me? Their minds wander off, so far off, that now the only thing that's prevailing is feelings of unfit, guilty, disapproval. Have you ever been disappointed in your own prayer? <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. I have. But today I want to lay the foundation down for a better way to pray. We understand the, the Roman soldiers' plight. They were on top of the game. They were the elite. Nobody could beat them. They had, they, they had this regiment that was second to none. They practiced daily. They practiced in the sun. They built trenches. They swam. They built irrigation systems. They did everything with the full armor on. Their technology was so cutting edge, nobody could even compare to them. So after a while, when people saw this red, these red feathers coming, they, they jumped ship. They abandoned ship. They, they sacrificed, they ran, every man for himself, run for your life. Here come the Roman soldiers. They had that kind of reputation, and that's the kind of reputation that we're supposed to have for the enemy. The demons are supposed to say, run for you, every man for himself, I'm out of here. That's the reputation that we're supposed to have. But because we've considered prayer fatiguing and maybe we've forgotten how to pray. We've forgotten the ABCs of faith and the same ABCs of faith apply for the ABCs of prayer. Ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive, and give. Part of the reason why we're not getting answered to our prayers is we're not forgiving. Come on, let's just shoot from the hip. You, how, do you, how do you, with a straight face, have an ought and you're asking a holy God to move heaven and earth on your behalf? Come on, now we're becoming like the Roman soldiers. Stuff that they knew better to do, they were still doing it. They had a, a faith shield. Tavon, can you hold it up for me? A faith shield. Remember, the, the, uh, the dimensions were based upon the person. So Tavon is six foot. I'm five, three and a half-ish. <laughs> so my faith shield would be from here to here, but his would be, and it was like a door. The faith show is completely like a door, and I'm supposed to be able to tuck myself behind the door so the enemy cannot see me, nor can he get to me. But because I become fatigued, just throw it on over to the lower, don't throw it, lay it on over to the side. So now when the fiery darts are coming, I got to try to run and get the faith shield. Well, by that time, the fiery darts have already hit me. The fiery desires are designed when they hit you to explode, to explode passion, to explode rage, to explode lust, to explode any and everything that will hinder your prayer from being answered. Remember, we're partnering with God to get his will done in the earthly realm as it is in heaven. So my prayer, what I'm desiring, I got to get in the word of God and find out what his purpose is so that we can be on the same page. You heard the story about two people going to the different directions, then you just wind up going around and around in circles. You're just in a, in, a, in a mess. You're in a rut. You've got to be on the same 
page. Oftentimes we feel like we're just praying. I'm just praying. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. Well, you better make sure that you're on the same page with God so that you can get answer to your prayer. Am I making faith to anybody? So thank you, Tavon. So we got to learn the lessons from these Roman soldiers. It wasn't that they weren't elite. They were elite. They were well-trained. They were well-skilled because they practiced every single day. But life happened. They got a little tired. They got a little weak. Instead of practicing full out, they practiced halfway because they assumed that they were unbeatable. We feel like because I'm a child of God, I'm never going to have a problem. Whereas the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. But part of the but is I've got to do my part. If the fiery darts hit me, it's not because God wanted them to hit me. It's because I laid my whole faith shield down. Then I want to say, why is this happening to me? I'm the one that laid it down. God gave me the tool necessary to keep the fiery dart from ever hitting me. But because I got offended or wounded or tired, I don't have a right to lay it down and then be mad because the fiery dart hit me. Pick it up again and put it back on again. The full and complete armor of God. There's a better way than begging God and crying. If begging and crying would do the trick, man, we would have it made. But there is a better way. The better way is for me to get into the word of God. I've got to be girded with all truth because the truth of the word of God is what holds everything together. Sometimes you do feel like you're falling apart. But when you're in the word of God, child of God, you've got to know. I'm not falling apart. Everything's being held together because of the word of God. Are you listening to me? This breastplate of righteousness guards my heart. My heart needs to be protected when I pray. How can I go to a just God and a holy God with a contaminated heart and expect my prayer to be answered? Not only does the shield of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness cover my front, but it covers my back as well. Are you listening to me? Instead of keep trying to cover my back, my back is covered when I put on righteousness. Whose righteousness? Because it surely couldn't be mine. Because the word of God says all of my righteousness is as filthy rags. Here's where we go wrong. I'm closing. We're quick to say, I would never do that. I don't know why, because if it was me, okay, that's great. The, The issue is it's not you. And as wonderful as you are, your righteousness as is filthy rags, just as my righteousness is. So here's the revelation. It's not about what I have done. It's about what Jesus did. When I have my loins gird with the truth of the word of God, then I know that I couldn't be good enough in and of myself to never hurt nobody's feelings. Anybody's mama ever hurt their feelings? 
You can be honest. Anybody's child ever hurt their feelings? <laughs> Anybody's husband or wife ever hurt their feelings? What about your best friend? When we're real, we don't have anybody in our lives, for real, for real, that never hurt our feelings before. But do we throw them out like with the baby with the bathwater? Or do we understand that our own self-righteousness is as filthy rags? So I don't hold anybody else responsible. I manage my own feelings. I manage my own emotions. Are you listening to me? I can't, I can't punish you forever because you hurt my feelings. I manage my feelings. Right? I hold my own faith shield up. I wield my own sword. Right? If I don't, my whole armor begins to erode. I begin to feel the weight of the armor. The, the helmet is too heavy. Got my neck sore. Let me just take it off. Okay, you ready for somebody to take your little head off? You cannot afford to take your helmet off. You cannot afford to take your breastplate off because the devil's aiming right for your heart. He's aiming right for your heart. Come on, if your heart is hurt, put your armor back on. Pick it up and put it on again. This breastplate, this, this loin belt holds everything together. Are you listening to me? These shoes are designed to give you peace in difficult terrain. Every terrain ain't going to be easy. That's why you got them big old spikes. So then in any terrain that I find myself in, I can navigate. Through this life, I'm going to have wilderness experiences. I'm going to have sunny days. I'm going to have stormy days. I'm going to have snowy days. But I have to be able to bear up in any situation. In every circumstance, i got to be able to stand with the full armor on. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Not just for me, but for all the saints. Would you come back on Thursday and let me take you a little bit further. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much. For tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.